This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up? And Gabriel Bringers. Hello. So uh, before we get into the news of this week, I want to tell you guys, give you all a sneak peek of something that we're doing. I don't even know if it's going to be out by the time this, if we publish this no, podcast this, we're today. we're going to go ahead and put it out today. So if you're listening to this, Thursday, it is Thursday. Thursday the 23rd. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to hear it today because I'm going to be out of the office and I'm going to yep. go ahead and publish this thing today. Yep. So you'll be hearing the podcast. This, this, uh, this thing that we're going to talk about won't be live yet, but we are doing another giveaway we're on a giveaway roll. I know. And it's a good one, too. It's great, man. So I don't even know if we talked about the Logitech giveaway. It's ending tomorrow. So we're doing a Logitech keyboard and mouse kind of work from home giveaway. <clears throat> Help you improve your, your work from home setup if you are still working from home, as many of us are. Um, so, yeah, Logitech keyboard and mouse, the K580 and the M355. You did it. I remembered. Um, you did it. Both have the "Made by Google" sticker on them. They're not sticker. It's like on no, the box. It's, a, it's made for made for Google. With, I'm sorry, not with. made by Google. Says, well, I thought this was they no, were says, probably made. It says for, "Made for." Yeah. I think yeah. we can go Google. look at the box. It's I think right it's there. made for. Google. Um, anywho, the keyboard has a full Chrome OS layout. Bluetooth is exceptional. It is. The mouse is small but comfortable. I like it because um, it use fits it in my bag. Day. I just, yep. it, it, I don't know. There's something really nice like about it. it. Yep. The buttons are really understated. It's not allowed it all it's the great. time. So it's it's scroll wheel's great. The scroll wheel click is, which is an odd thing to like on a mouse. But somebody said something about that on the uh, 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 YouTube video no, that we did about nice this. Click. Like, how do you even care about such things? I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm weird because it matters. <laughs> well, uh, matters. But it's just got a good click to it. I don't know. I like it. It is a small mouse, though. So if it you're is. looking for like a super yeah. ergonomic. Go get the MX. Yeah, you need to get something else. Or it's that other one you've, you've used. But anywho, that giveaway is ending tomorrow at 4 p.m. So the 24th, July 24th at 4 p.m., I will pick a winner for that giveaway. So make sure to go enter to win that one. You can go on the website. We'll link it in the show notes. Uh, you can search Logitech on the site and find that. Um but the other giveaway that we're going to do uh, that we'll be launching probably this weekend uh, is a back-to-school giveaway, and we have a Lenovo Chromebook Duet to give away. Yes, and, and not awesome. only not only not only a, a brand new Chromebook to give away, we get, we've got the we've got the 128 gig version. So I mean, we're 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 like we're doing some cool stuff here. 
We're doing yeah. some cool and stuff. And props to Lenovo. <laughs> like, we just reached out to them literally yesterday and said, hey, we're, we're wanting to do a back-to-school giveaway, and we'd like to feature what we feel like is, and, and you'll hear this in the video, like, it's, of, of all the things we could recommend in a sub-$300 yeah, category, it's, 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 it's a no, no-brainer kind of thing. Like, there are other good Chromebooks, and I'm not knocking anybody else, but what you get in the box for 300 bucks every day, that's not sale. That's, like, what it costs is just so much better than most other things. Like the display is so much more pleasant to look at. You know, the the fact that you can pop it off, it works with the USI stylus. Like I think in a, a education dev- environment, especially with smaller kids, like it's just going to be it's, it's got a perfect device. Like my, got, my daughter loves It's got all hers. the pieces. Yeah. It's, it's great. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great device. I mean, obviously we're calling this our, our back to school giveaway, but anybody can go enter to win, but it's a great device. I mean, especially if you have kids, I mean, you guys have said the, the kids love the, the tablet form factor and it's a, a great little device for them to have around the house. And obviously you can do all your schoolwork on it. I mean, as a, uh, if, if you're just working from home, uh, you know, as an adult, not, not, not going to school, I mean, it's still a, a great device. You can't extend your monitor. <laughs> You can. Yeah. It's just, can. It's just not, not great. Uh, but it's still a great device to have. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited about that. And, again, huge shout-out to Lenovo for getting us that device to give away. It was, yeah, yesterday. So quickly. And I walked in the office, and it's sitting on our podcast table. I was like, holy crap, how did they do that? Yeah. Well, they 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 like, flew it straight to us, I, I got think. It, got it here with the quickness. So. so, yeah. So that'll be cool. Uh, just keep your eyes open for that one. We'll obviously publish the video that will include the the giveaway, but it will be an article on the website. Probably categorize it in the giveaway section so you can go search it that way too. But yeah, and, and back you to know the, we're kind of lumping it in with a, a back to school video, kind of giving some tips on back to school Chromebooks because uh, ultimately people like shopping tips, but ultimately they a lot of times they're just like, yeah, uh-huh, I don't yeah. care about that stuff. What should I go <laughs> what, get? What Tell should me. I go buy? So we gave three three Chromebooks to go buy. Uh, that you don't have to sit around and wait on sales and or solid Chromebooks uh, that that'll be good for students. And then you know three tips that if those are not available or I don't know you don't like my choices yeah. or something you know here's, <laughs> inventory's low here's or some whatever. stuff to here's some stuff to look at and three things you need to look at on those lower end Chromebooks that you don't get ripped off. Honestly, there's just some crappy resellers on Amazon that list things as new that are Braswell new processors 20, from new 2020 Chromebook and it's like yeah it's a Braswell it's like. And you don't want that. You really don't want Apollo Lake either, especially when you no. pay the same money that you would pay for the Gemini Lake. Yeah, that's the biggest 4, problem. If you if you could get a Apollo Lake device, like a convertible or whatever, at Best Buy for one hundred ninety nine dollars, I'd recommend it. I mean, it's they're not horrible, but they're not they're not good either. And there's just there are just way too many recent model Chromebooks out there to choose from for someone to go spend three hundred fifty dollars on a. I mean the the Lenovo three is yeah, is fantastic. Is it a, this is in four thousand, correct? <laughs> no, it's forty twenty. Is it forty twenty? Because yeah. I think so Robbie's the, well, the, in the video. I was Robbie like, it's either four thousand or forty twenty. Four thousand is Gemini Lake. Forty twenty is Gemini Lake R. R. So yeah. it's the dual core refresh. And okay, it's it's legit. Yeah. So it'll be a cool video, but also it'll include a, a cool giveaway. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. That will be uh, hopefully out this weekend. Like I said, so. Let's hop into some Chrome OS news. And if you have been paying attention to our website or what's going on in the Chrome OS world, you know that Chrome OS 84 has rolled out. Yeah, literally again, uh, right on time. So 83 came out uh, similarly uh, right on schedule. And, you know, 84 
rolled out just as quickly. Uh, and that that's just cool. Uh, it's really cool to see and kind of a breath of fresh air coming off of the coronavirus thing. Yeah. So, I mean, and prior to that, a lot of people have forgotten prior to the pandemic. I mean, Chrome OS was woefully behind a lot. Mm-hmm. Like Chrome releases were behind. I mean, there were, there's one of them. I think at the end of the year or beginning of 2020, it was literally like weeks yeah, behind. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, they have a they have a, a cut date where any updates have to be in by this certain day, and then they have a scheduled release date. If it's a few days, give or take, that that's forgivable. It's not even a big deal because most consumers don't know about the release date. But if you're a Chromebook user, you know you get updates every six weeks, and if eight weeks, nine weeks roll by and you don't have an update, then something's not right and people start thinking like uh, is there something wrong like is is something (laughs) something broken and and i don't know what the case was but it feels like um especially after we did the the podcast a couple couple weeks ago with john John, talking to him you know like the six weeks update schedule is important to google and they want to continue that and they think it's important and they they are behind that but it doesn't mean it's easy Mm -hmm. like he made it very clear like this isn't always an easy thing to pull off um, and obviously they, they've gotten better at it over time that they've done a lot of updates. We're at Chrome OS 84, which means we're also on Chrome 84. So since Chrome has been around 84 of these updates have coming on, that's right. a lot. That's a lot of updates. I mean, you're on windows 10, you know, right. And I, th- and I think, part, <laughs> yeah, I think, part, wow. Uh, I think part of that is just tempering expectations too. you know, if the developers keep their focus on security updates and patches and things like that, with the understanding that, if there's a security update that needs to roll out, we do it in an incremental update yeah. or we get it in before the next stable cut. If you want to drop a new feature in Chrome OS and it's a never never before seen feature, it's something new that you want to try, don't expect that you're going to get it added and it's going to roll up to the stable update in the next update. You know, you drop a major new feature and say, hey guys, let's take a few iterations to work on this and make sure it works. And maybe it comes out, you know, two two releases from now or three yeah, releases. Like if right. you look at this, uh, the Chromium Dash thing yeah. uh, that basically shows all the the scheduled, which used to I used to look at these and be like, nah, that's that's a rough date. Yeah. That's a, but the last couple updates, it literally been the day uh, right around lunch on the day of release. So with Chrome OS eighty five that will be coming around six weeks from now. You get uh, stable release for Chrome August 25th, stable release Chrome OS September 1st. But before that, it tells you the beta promotion, uh, the branch, and then it says feature freeze Friday, June 12th, 2020. So I would say, you know, they've put some systems in place now to say, okay, look, we're not adding any new features to 85 stable at this point. After, After June 12th, if you haven't merged that thing, it's it's not coming along for the ride. Go right. ahead and push it to the next uh the next uh, which version. is not a bad thing yeah, because it's yeah. just more time to test it and make sure it works because as we've seen there are there are bugs that slip through that were in beta that didn't get noticed in beta and then they rolled into stable and then people are like uh, and then stuff gets reverted and it's just a mess there there's one that might be popping up right now we'll we'll write about later <laughs> today but investigating yeah right now. so that was, yeah, a, I mean, that was a very calm uh, scream. They they were all just like, uh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> we're podcasting later uh, than normal. Uh, Post-lunch and we yeah. lost at PUBG, so. Yeah. I've only had one cup of coffee. Oh, that's a crime. No, maybe. <laughs> <it. I> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's interesting because, like, as, as we look forward to some of these, you know, new versions that will be coming out, if we are confident like that every six weeks we're going to get that update right on schedule, I just, 
I don't think people are going to get upset if the feature they're looking for gets bumped to the next version because right. we're not worried that it's going to be eight or nine, ten weeks before that update happens. We're not worried about, and it just felt like they had gotten so far behind the gun, you know, with everything resolved. It's just like we can't <laughs> catch up, and you know, it's almost like the pandemic and them skipping eighty-two and just kind of re-shifting gave them the the breathing room to be like, okay, let's 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 push some things back to beta let's yeah. push this let's get 83 out and make sure it's nice and stable and it gave them a good little window to focus like you're saying on on things that matter more than new features like exactly you know yeah. bugs exactly. and performance and making sure that those important things were in place and i don't know it feels like since then there's just been a new focus there's been a new clarity like with this update we got um, the day before Chrome OS 84 launched, there was a, a blog post, well-written blog post with some GIFs in it and everything on the keyword, highlighting a couple of the updates. And then Gabe found um, a post in the Chromium help. Yeah, the uh, Chrome support, OS forum. Help support yeah. forum that they'd pinned that nicely laid out all the things that were coming and we could expect in this. And this was all right before. And then the day came, the update showed up, noon, rolled out to everybody. It was just like, Wow, <laughs> this is Wait, great! I, and I didn't realize that. I, I went back and looked at, and let, let me double check it while I'm sitting here. The actual Chrome release page, which is the Chrome Release Googleblog.com, which no one knows about other than us and other people that do this kind of stuff, they haven't even published it on there because that's a site for like developers and people you know that need to know about it. So this is just another sign point to the fact that Google's taking these releases seriously and they're they're curating them for the general public. Yeah. You know? It feels just because like Alicia, yeah, Alicia, like, the, the product manager for Google who does the support form, she does a really good job of just doing a quick breakdown of, Hey, here's these new things in 84 and here's what they do for you. It's not, it's, you know, she puts a link to the bug reports if anybody's interested in that, but it's literally curated towards people that own Chromebooks and want to know what kind of new features are coming. And because that's all people—that's all people care about. I mean, yeah, I mean, they got an update. You want to see what's the new stuff? Yeah. And that's that's part of the cool part about owning a Chromebook is that like every six weeks, new stuff. Just, you get a whole new batch of things that yeah. you know and, and updates on stuff. And so so what is so what is new? What's new in eighty four? By far, my favorite update right now in eighty four <laughs> is being able to drag overview items between monitors and screens. Yeah. Like I've it already seems simple, but it's really dope. Oh yeah, it's it's so cool. Though. I was going through like here's my old you know work flow because I'm I'm on a secondary monitor. We all are every day, and you know I put my monitor right up underneath or my screen for my Chromebook right up underneath my big monitor, and so my workflow for getting stuff arranged if I haven't arranged my desktops for that day is you know to open up and they they do stay persistent now so I've got them labeled and they're there. But I, I tend to close stuff down at the end of the day, so I don't have WhatsApp running on my desktop if I'm going to leave my Chromebook there. And I like, I like, I like to kind of clean it up and reopen things in the morning. And so, uh, used to, I would open stuff up, and if I got it on the wrong desktop, it's like, okay. So I'll overview and see which desktop it's on, click it, so come back into regular view. And then, oh, well, that one's opened up on my extended monitor. I wanted that one down on the lower monitor. So I overview, go to that desk, go back to minimize that window drag it down and then oh well now i needed it over on this desk well now i've got to go back into the main screen click it go back to make sure it's on the right screen and then move it over to the right desk i'm lost are you lost like, i have no idea what he's talking what about so the idea of moving an app from my extended monitor on desk three for instance yeah to my internal monitor on desk four 
was not a move it here to there. I'd have to move it, go into overview, get to that desk. Now in the regular view, move it down to my bottom screen, go back into desktop mode and then move it over from there. Yeah. Like it, now you just go to overview mode and grab you put and the window wherever you want. Yes. It. The snapping all works, all the, everything. Yeah, it's, it's, great. it's great. Yeah. And the fact that they added snapping is, yeah. that's just an additional nice yeah. nicety for me. Uh, Which that still doesn't work well with a lot of most Android apps, but they're working on that. So yeah, because uh, Android apps are, a lot of them are just not, coded to be work as window, work off full the phone. size windows yeah yeah so they're either a small window that's the size of a phone or they're your whole screen with a ton of white space i shouldn't usually. say most there are some good android apps that have developed more of a, a full web a full display usability yeah. but it's not great yeah still not uh a not full desktop class yeah. everything no, <laughs> you know? there, are very, there are very few of them that take the the full yeah. uh breadth of the desktop yeah. into consideration properly so what else? What else do we have new in 84? Uh, I think another highlights? big one, uh, well, I mean, they're all pretty cool, but the MP4 video capture. So if you've oh, ever yeah. taken a video with your Chromebook, it saves as an MKV file, which is an old archaic file. So like Mortal Kombat 4? I think that's five. five. I think five, that's five. what that stands for. Yeah. So it's that, a Mortal Kombat 5 file. Got would, it. That would be, what, 2000? Was there a Mortal Kombat 5? No, I don't know. We're making I think they all did this up. 4, and then they started naming it other stuff. Oh, and then yeah. I, I, they had all kinds. Of, and then all of a sudden, it was like, Mortal Kombat 10. <laughs> like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Everything else is 10, right? iPhone skipped to 10. Windows they were skipped like, to 10. They were like, what, what, Mac skipped what, to 10. What should we call this one? Let's 10. just skip to 10. Mortal <laughs> Kombat <laughs> Deadly Alliance was technically the fifth one, but it was I, not, yeah, it was not called I was gonna 5. Say that. I was going to say that. 2002. So anyway, whatever. It's it's an archaic file format. It doesn't work on a lot of modern devices like a lot of phones and stuff like that. So if you take a video, it's fine. It plays on your Chromebook just fine. But if you need to send that file, and this is especially pertinent in classrooms, if you need to share video files with your teachers and stuff like that, it might not play on her Mac or it might not play on this or whatever. Uh, now the default file format's MP4, which is pretty much <laughs> you the, know, you know, the shocking, normal. The shocking standard. it took this long. <laughs> yeah, this the standard. So, uh, it, you know, that's it may seem like a small thing, but it is a big thing, actually. I yeah. mean, for people that and, share files and need to, you know, pass them between people and edit and things like that, it's a big deal. Yeah. An additional for students like with the camera app, now the volume button acts as a capture button. Yes. I mean, that's... Again, these are things that have been on our phone. And it has a burst mode. I mean, Kinda, it's not yeah. super fast, but if you hold, if you're in tablet mode and you hold the either, either one of the volume keys, right? I yeah. think they both either do one it. Works. So if you just hold it, it'll take a set of subs. Yeah. You can make a nice little choppy GIF out of it yeah. if you want to. <laughs> it'll play and pause your video. Yeah. Um, so I think probably the the <clears throat> Chromebook that will take most advantage of this obviously would be the Duet. Yeah, you know when you hold it, it. 100% feels like a tablet. It doesn't right. feel like some sort of detached. But it's board. also groundwork for future stuff because we see oh, yeah. a lot of stuff that they're doing with the camera. They're gonna, they're adding a lot of different stuff. Some of that stuff is focused towards like Google Meet hardware, but eventually all that stuff's going to trickle down into, I, I would assume a few a couple of years from now, you'll have decent cameras and you can adjust white balance and different things like that yeah. on a Chromebook. So yeah, it, it's just have getting the things in place that should have already been there so they can do other stuff. Have we tried uh, opening Filmic Pro on the Duet? We should do that. No. We should no. do that. Yeah. That'd I mean, the cool. cameras aren't great, but at least it would give you a handful more stuff. Yeah. yeah. That would be interesting. We should try that. So anything else? Anything else in 84? Oh, What's yeah, new there's in 84? More. There's more. The new Explore app. That yeah. was, they featured that one a lot, and all it is is a revamped version of the 
I don't remember what it was called. But the Help app. Yeah. Yeah. It was but, so, it looks but then nice. it was called yeah. Discovery for a little yeah, while. Yeah. So it was called Discover or Discovery, and then they changed that. So when you log into a Chromebook for the first time, you get that little pop up that says, you know, learn about your Chromebook or whatever. Actually, I've got a picture of it right here. It says, make the most of your Chromebook. So it just has tabs about getting started and how to sync your files and just how to do lots of little things on your Chromebook. And then it has the Chromebook perk page and all that. They've been working on redesigning. It actually hasn't been as long as I thought. It's only been a few months since no, we've That current. one feels like 12, 18 months. No, it's just a few months ago. <laughs> Pan- pandemic time is very yeah, different than regular it's time. But it's just true. a few months ago, we found the page and everything was broken on it. Mm-hmm. There was no images. And now it's it's done. It's complete. And when you log in, you've got this nice material design. It matches the Chrome OS settings. It's got some really cool pagination with material design images and stuff. But there's a contact link that actually gives you the contact information for your specific device uh, OEM instead of just taking you to the forum. The perks page is all integrated to that, so you can claim all your Google Chromebook. Are there perks any? Are there any cool perks right now? I feel like I've uh, heard of any perks. I mean, they're all the we've written about the most same. of them. Visco, yeah. uh, vi- is it Visco? It's Visco. Right? Visco, yeah. Okay, Visco yeah. camera. Uh, Doom. Uh, oh, yeah, Disney Plus of... is back. Yeah, oh, Squid. Okay. Squid. Still, still there. On there. Uh, yeah. Of course, Google Drive, Google One, which yeah. I learned the other day. I didn't know this. If you are a paying Google One subscriber, I think you have to be on the second tier. I think the two terabyte tier, you get an automatic discount at the Google Store. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Are you on the pay tier? We should uh, write that. Yeah, Did we write I, that? I, went to, I had to go to the second tier. Cause yeah, I was just so like, if you just go to this, the Google Store and you're logged into your main account that's attached to that, you'll see a little 3% discount. Through with your Google One huh. account, I was there like, you oh, go. Okay, cool. there we go. We now, write now I need should, to buy something. Yeah, and now I need to just yeah, for go 3%. spend some money. Yeah, so three <laughs> percent. Think, about, you'll, think you'll, about all the savings. Yeah. You'll save six dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, but anyway, other uh, the other stuff. Um, productivity tool for classroom and stuff. The virtual keyboard is now fully resizable. That's that one's big, been around for a while, but. Yeah. It's nice to see. So the the floating keyboard came out months ago yeah. uh, where you could create it floating. But now as soon as you go to move it with a little thing, you know, you'll see some things in the corner and you can move it and it kind of becomes transparent as you move it over content. Yeah. So just polish uh, and yeah, it's, it's nice. Um, and again, like we jump in and out of the beta and dev channel so often it's, it, it's easy to forget like, oh, that wasn't, that's not actually part of everyone else's experience. Like yeah. that's not, that's not stable. Uh, a big one that they didn't talk about uh, that we just noticed is the Files app finally got its repaint. Yes. That, oh, yeah. And yeah. it's been in beta and dev for months now. Yeah. Um, you know, like we first saw it February, March, I think, is the yeah, first like, stuff like we that. saw about yeah. it. And then we started seeing it ha- under a flag for a little while. But here lately, every build of Chrome OS that's not stable always just you go into it and you just start seeing it. So I've I've gotten kind of used to it and messing around with something the other day and i'm like oh wait i'm in stable and it's the new the new files app that's yeah. cool because it's so much prettier to look at um it's one of the last pieces like the last remnants of uh of the old chrome os look the yeah, old there was something else design. we saw oh the browser settings so the chrome os settings are all updated the right. browser settings still kind of have that blue bar at the top yeah. they, they need to 
I mean, that's just a browser thing. They should. Oh, we need to pull it up in like on on, on a, the Mac. On the Mac. Yeah. Actually, you got it right like. here. Yeah. Well, I don't. We don't want to mess with no, our recording. it's fine. Yeah. If we break something, we break something. So, Where am I going? Just go to uh, settings. Go to Chrome and just go to settings and see if you get a big blue bar up top. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. My yeah. Still, so yeah. it's still old school. I'm not sure, sure why old. they haven't. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm, whatever. Um, but for Chrome OS, that's like one of the last things that needs to be touched to be yep. later material design 2.0 i guess yeah um so that hopefully we can see that system-wide dark mode finally show up yeah. i found some proof of that bad so close. Too. Ooh. So close. Yeah. but i think that's it for yeah the big just stuff. a couple other things uh you got uh you can microphone access for linux apps which is a big deal for people that use audible not, not audible is it audible audacity? No. audacity thank you audible well what am i thinking we need that's, to try we need to that's a read in the books yeah it's time to, to try that we need again. to try that again yeah, they've added some new emojis which who cares um hey i care very much about new emojis okay well this one they has, brought the old th- turtle back this one has a hearing aid so <laughs> they have an anatomical that. heart now <laughs> perfect <laughs> perfect <laughs> It's it's funny. I I was actually I was gonna write up that. Remember, I told you that one day. I was like, "Oh, it, look, they're rolling out new emojis." And I was like reading through it, and I was like, "This is cool," but like, I don't feel excited about this, and I don't want to write an article just to like write it. Dude, I they don't, did honestly, add the like, yawning face emoji though. I like that. Yeah, I that like fun. That. I mean, there's some more diversity. There's some more inclusive things that they've included. So I mean, it's yeah, always good. That's cool. I mean, it's it's good to have those. So. uh well, I, I didn't realize there was like that they kept referencing the Unicode, which is like I guess the people that maintain the basic yeah, structure. That, the, for, those are the standard emoji, or right? Is Unicode eight? I think is yeah, what they yeah. use. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I didn't realize yeah, that. And then I guess they just they skin them kind of how they want. I guess that's why Apple's hamburger emoji doesn't right? look like Google's. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's whatever. still like it's the, the whole the, like the cheese on the top or right, on the bottom. Right. The, the, the code says it's a thing. And right. Then it's up to whoever they, they makes make the operating it. system to to yeah. craft said oh, thing yeah. and whatever. Uh, the only other big thing, and and I wrote a separate article about this, and this was Chrome, and it's actually Chrome. It's not just Chrome OS, but Chrome and Chrome OS eighty four will now block executable file downloads from mixed content. So if you're trying to download an APK or an executable file, and th- this really lends more towards uh, Windows and Mac devices because you don't really download executable. I guess you could download APKs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you could. Okay. We still so, can't really sideload without we, being in developer Yeah, APK, APKs are Android executable files. But anyway, if you're on a secure site that's HTTPS and it's trying to download a file that's not secure, HTTP, it's not going to let you. So yeah, which is ar- good. Yeah, there's an yeah. article about it. Uh, it's it's an important thing. It's a good thing. There are rare instances where you may need to go ahead and do it. In that article, there are some, there's some disclaimers, but it will show you how to do it if you need to. Don't do it unless you absolutely have to because if you're downloading things from a reputable source, they should have already fixed that. It yep. should not be an issue. They should not be sending files over non-secure protocols. I noticed the other day I was I can't remember what I was working on. I think it was Bitly. I was doing some social media work. It was maybe Bitly or Buffer, or one of them. I don't know. Their their link redirects that they were doing were all HTTP. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, but I guess a redirect doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right, but it was not, still odd. It's not hosted <laughs> material, so there's no. But then it wasn't working on it wasn't working link. on Facebook. Whenever I clicked the file on Facebook, it was going to the, this is not a secure blah, blah, blah. Are you sure you want to do this? And I was yeah. like, oh, it gosh. Can get, it can get dicey depending on how the, the redirect is handled. Yeah. yeah. So if the redirect, we, were in, we ran into this with some clients before. Like if the redirect. In the before times. Yeah. If, if the <laughs> redirect hits on a site that is not secure. Yeah. 
and then goes like that can run you into some issues as far as the browser going ah, 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 you're going yeah. somewhere that's not secure right. it's a pure redirect where it's not actually going to a um a place that's actually hosting anything then yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really matter yeah it's just a pure <laughs> dns redirect yeah. it's it you can get away with it but i, I mean i think everything should just be under yeah SSL just make everything secure like yeah <laughs> it's, stop skipping there's like free ones out there yeah so it always yeah. blew my mind that because i when i was doing that article I, I found some older articles when google was really starting to push https and i understand for some for some people they have to get that all set up but it's not that difficult not these days, I don't care no. how large your site is. It's not that difficult to secure everything. And if you're hosting files in a non-secure place, move them. Right. But <laughs> it just blew my mind how big of a deal it was when Google started pushing for this. And I'm lo- looking at it now. I'm like, well, Gabe, sh- well, Gabe, it's not I, that it, simple. <laughs> it is that simple. I don't care that this is something we can actually speak about. It is that simple. Yeah. I mean, yes, there's migration and there's work involved, but. It should just be secure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, you're just talking about adding a SSL security certificate, certificate yep. on a URL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just it, it isn't about securing necessarily the files themselves. It's no. just saying that the place they're coming from is there's a secure socket link between you and that, yeah. that thing. The file and, could be absolute garbage. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Don't, yeah, don't be fooled. Yeah. Don't confuse that. that. I got this from an HTTPS site, so it has to be clean, right? Yeah. Absolutely yeah, not. So it this just means is it's like, cleanly yeah, getting to you. Yeah. So the difference is this is like you're at your house and you want to go over to your neighbor's house, but there's a tornado and you walk out your front door and you get hit by the tornado now, if you have a nice concrete happens. tunnel <laughs> from your house to your I neighbor's hate house, when that happens, you're clean. safe. Right? It just prevents anything bad. Like if, tor- it but prevents if tornadoes from getting into. But if your neighbor is a murderer, you're you, still going to go still into the go get murdered. Right? So your neighbor's the file, and your neighbor's a mass murderer. That's, you either got killed by the tornado that's or your the murderer, fault right? for opening your tunnel those to mass, your neighbor. Those mass murderer neighbors. <laughs> With the tornadoes outside. <laughs> that, that you have a concrete pathway to get to yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, this metaphor is not going to break down <laughs> ever. <laughs> nope. This, is, this thing is wired tight. Tornadoes aren't going away. This is wired tight. <laughs> murderers aren't. <laughs> and concrete tunnels are, I mean, oh, man. that stands the test of time. Yeah. It does. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going to go Moving when he got on. when he got started. I was like, "Okay, I'm just going to buckle up and see what happens here." Just don't get hit I'm by a like tornado. You. I didn't know where it was going either. <laughs> I'm going to build this metaphor on the fly. Here we go. Oh boy, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about way. displays. Yeah. Well, Speaking of display, now let's talk about displays. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's take a quick break for an ad, and we'll come back and talk about screens, displays. We've got all sorts of screens and displays to talk about, so uh, we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back everyone. We took a little break, made some coffee, talking about opening day for baseball and how they're piping in. Uh, yeah, they piped in crowd noise crowd to noise. Wrigley. I was watching a 
I don't know what you call what just happened over the last three days. It's they're they're labeling it spring training. Yeah, they yeah, did. But it's, <laughs> it was just an extension. They, I forgot they did have some spring training this year earlier yeah. before everything shut down. So super weird. Sixty game season. It's going to be it's strange. Because if you think about uh, regular baseball season, one hundred sixty two games. So post All Star break, you have about 80, 80 games, um, and things change wildly in those last eighty games. Oh yeah. Like, Oh yeah, completely teams, teams will. <coughs> who who was it? People who was it last year that who and, who was it last year that started out like uh, literally the, terrible? The Nationals, Nationals, yeah. the Nats. Nats yeah. They were thirteen and thirty-one, I think, at some point before <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of the back, season, yeah. and they turned it around. So it's like it's really going to be interesting to watch because there's so many different things at play. A, the shorter season obviously will have an effect, but then additionally, you've got people that have had a lot more time to heal and train and. Yeah. And they haven't beat up their bodies for three quarters of a season. So it's going to be super weird. Um, I, I, I just don't think, you know, there's uh, that there's any any way that, you know, any, any, any sportscaster could, like, compensate for how to deal with yeah. this. Like, there's just too many factors. I think you just sit back and watch. Sit back and watch. Like, See what happens. And they're this all still be... trying to go, well, we, we think so-and-so. I'm like, uh, you, don't you, know, don't you know. literally don't know anything. This is, is going to be a season to remember. Yeah, for sure. For all sports. I'm just glad that it's back. I, I've enjoyed watching some baseball this week, and yep. uh, we'll be well, watching. Well, I mean, we, we were we were talking about it just a little bit uh, before we started podcasting. We were giving a presentation and talking about some of our strategy that we've had for our company during uh, the pandemic, and and one thing that we kind of took out of that that kind of brainstorm was just that we've you know we've kept our kept our head down and and continue talking about the stuff that we're interested in i think that's been a a nice break i mean we've gotten responses from readers who have said like hey i really enjoy that you all have just stayed to you know stayed to what you know and and it's a nice kind of little break from maybe some of the other crazy stuff that's going on in the world and i know that uh i know that obviously this season's going to be different but it's kind of it's kind of nice yeah, kind of nice. It's, it's going to be nice you. to see sports in some way, shape, or form come back. Yeah, uh, and it's just odd that when you think about it, there aren't anything. There's nothing else going on in live sports, really. Yeah, for bit for the bigger sports, I should say. There were people like uh, all the sports books and everything were like betting on Taiwanese baseball and stuff. Right, I did <laughs> watch. Anything. I did watch uh, <laughs> some, a little uh, bit of a NBA 2K tournament yesterday yeah, on, yeah. on TV. Yeah. That was fun ping pong tournaments and uh, uh, <laughs> cornhole. I've been seeing a ton of cornhole. <laughs> hey, whatever. The jo- hey, as long as it's one-on-one, that's social I, distancing I, at its I best. Saw, <laughs> I know, I know. I saw, I saw Johnsonville sausages were <laughs> one of the <laughs> of I was like, this is amazing. Why didn't I know about this before? This is even more weird than me playing disc golf. Like, man. Brought to you by Budweiser and Kingsford Charcoal. <laughs> and sausage. It's and sausage. sausage. <laughs> All right. Let's... Uh, Let's uh, talk about some screens. Lots of screens. We have HDR. We have dual screens. We have QLED, and we have smart displays. Yeah. All the screens. Lots there you of go. stuff happening Just in the screen. It. Yeah, that's it. That's so. Uh, righty, guys. Thanks for, for tuning in. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, let's start with. Uh, I don't know. Start with dual screens. That sure. was the first thing I think that that came up this week. Um, was that this week? I think so. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, or maybe. Yeah. Well, no. since the last podcast, we'll yeah. say that. Um, yeah, so uh, there's there's been some some uh, commits found. I think that's all it is, right? There's nothing else pointing to 
the dual screen stuff. Yeah, it's just, I think it was two or three commits total, and it's not a new device. I mean, it is, but it's a device that, I guess, you did you you uncovered Palkia, I think? Yeah, we've been talking yeah, about Palkia for, for a while. some time. He's yeah. a big, I have him in Pokemon. So. He's one of the ones that I actually know the name of. He looks like a big, like, Voltron dinosaur-looking <laughs> thing, big white metal dragon thing. Is he is he evolved? I don't think he does evolve. I don't oh, know. Just, okay. He could evolve into something crazy. I don't know anything I, about Pokemon. <laughs> I haven't opened that app in like six months, but I remember Palkia because he was cool looking. Uh, I think I got him in a raid or something like that. I don't know, but he was huge, like this big, like almost like Godzilla looking. Like imagine Godzilla, but like dressed up like Voltron. That's what he looks like. He's pretty cool. Wow, that's uh, so when I saw that that name in the repositories, I was like, ooh, this is going to be an awesome Chromebook, and there hasn't really been much. But it appears Palkia is a reference board. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, and it's based on Hatch. So we don't know for sure that a device will ever get made. Yeah. Palkia. It, yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think it will. Um, the fact that it's hatch, um, and, and it's been around for a while. I think it's literally just, Hey, Palkia is a de- developmental device. So let's use it to develop some new stuff. And that's literally what they're doing. They're, they're testing a dual display setup. And from the way the verbiage reads, it sounds very similar to what the, uh, the Asus ZenBook pro does, the pro duo. And then there's a, there's another, um, They've got a couple of them now. Uh, the, there was another one that I found specific. It was either HP or Dell actually made the first device of this type. But anyway, it's just a display above the keyboard uh, on your keyboard deck. And uh, they clearly say in the commit, th- this is not an OEM device. So this isn't something that's going to come out. But clearly they're testing it to see if it'll work, which tells me that some oem or google right or someone has said like someone hey, has shown interest right. so because if if you're looking at this market it's a very very narrow space and it it's probably hard for asus or anyone else to know whether or not these devices are actually going to take off so they're probably just future proofing to say hey we need to have bits and pieces in place that way if we decide we want to make a chromebook with this we'll be ready so. yeah because right now it's it's hard to imagine the exact functionality that you would get out of something like with what asus has so i mean it's you know imagine a a screen that's like two or three inches tall going across above your keyboard and for windows and stuff like that where they can write all these custom drivers and put all this custom software in place they can put some stuff down there system level stuff if they want to um, different applications can take advantage of it for chrome os i'm just like having a functional screen down there's no big deal like multi-monitor is no big deal yeah. at all for a chromebook but what unless there's something written from a system level like what are you going to put on that little screen down there that's going to be of any benefit to you right like exactly what would you use yeah because like asus asus targets the duo at like creators but you have applications for windows that are written and work with this to where you can have like their little mock-up they have here they have a some sort of drawing program and your palette and all your color wheel and everything's right. down on that display and that's great but you're talking about someone having to create a a developer having to create a web app or a chrome app or an android app that would no be way. able to and forget that that's not going to happen not right now except the the only exception to this that i can see is that microsoft obviously is pouring a ton of work into dual screen android setup stuff yeah um with their surface duo that's coming out and it's going to run android it's going to run a a particular version of android that that they've customized for their stuff maybe they're seeing the writing on the wall and thinking hey uh, there's going to be some productivity benefit to especially Microsoft's Android apps, because their Android apps are obviously going to be made to work in dual screen format. 
hey, maybe we can leverage this on a Chromebook in the future or something like that. Yeah. I just, I, it, it would be such a narrow focus unless it's something, I don't know. I, I don't even know what exactly they would use this for. Like, I don't know. It, it, system level, I can't see because they're not going to change something on a system level unless more Chromebooks are going to have it. And they're not going to sell a ton of Chromebooks with multi-screen setups think, on them. I think so. the multi-screen Chromebook is the future. <laughs> now, if it was like the Yoga, uh, uh, what was that thing called? The one that was just two screens. Oh, yeah. That, like the virtual screen or the keyboard. Did not the do well. Oh, what was that? Oh, my gosh. Why can't I think of the name of it? it? Yeah, I don't know. Somebody I just Google keep it. thinking Peabody for some reason. Yeah, that's, that, was, that was the code name. Yeah. Well, what's the name of this dude? Yoga Book, I think, is all it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they were, they even came out and said, Lenovo actually said, hey, we're going to make this thing with Chrome OS on it. And the whole project ended up getting scrapped because yeah. um, it didn't, they didn't do well with but the, then, the PC Was it Lenovo it that either. had the one with the display on the back when we were at mm-hmm. CES? Now, yeah, that's so an interesting that. That concept one was cool. because yeah. instead of having a device that turns into a convertible, you just close it and you've got your smaller display on the on the lid mm-hmm. for note was, taking was stuff like and that. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, yeah, we do a vi- didn't we make a video? Do we make a video on that one? No. And then they also had the, uh, the big, it was a big full screen that just folded in the, half. The monitor. The foldable. Yeah. Uh, so it was a big fat kind of laptop, but it folded in half, uh, X one, something like yeah. that. Um, some of the tech reviewers have already done like a pre review. Like it's not launched yet, but, I could, we videoed I you see, dropping the steel ball on the yeah, yes, last one. Yeah. I could see, I could see uh, Chrome OS moving into a space where <laughs> it's a foldable display. Yeah, um, something like that, where they're going ahead and working on foldables to say, yeah. you know, if the keyboard slaps over the top, like that Lenovo one. Right. You know, the keyboard you just drop on top of it and it just works and it it uses you know the screen as you open it up but then if you open it all the way up it's a single screen yeah. mounted up yeah. on a stand that, or whatever 100 i could completely but just thinking that. about like from an education standpoint classroom standpoint imagine you've got your students working on a clamshell device and it's like all right guys it's time to time to take this test or it's time to do this thing and you just close it and the teacher has control and they send whatever it is to that second display they can't browse the web or anything but they can use that display to take a test yeah, or write sure. answers or doodle yeah. whatever there's there's definitely some use cases for sure uh i just i i don't think it's going to be the no just a screen above the keyboard well if it's anything thing. if it's anything like the unless uh, it's like that yeah no but i i still think <laughs> this is totally not useful yeah, I, we're, I don't we're pointing to the macbook by the way yeah, yeah. Um, so the, what's the, that called touch bar yes i don't yeah. remember. so the, the mac touch know. bar that <clears throat> slowly but surely i think is going away again here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> When you're, when you're working on a laptop, you have your kind of format of how you work. You know, you have your hands up on the keyboard when you're typing, and then you're down, you know, on your trackpad. So if there is some additional functionality, for instance, scrolling through some photos in, I don't know, Lightroom or whatever, why do I want to reach up on the very top in this little tiny bar and try to navigate through my photos there whenever I could literally, where my hands already are, use my touchpad to do that? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, and then to get to my menu stuff, it works like it's all there and it works fine. But it's it's confusing sometimes because you got to expand the menu to get to those f- certain function keys, yeah. and it's yeah. I just don't get it because like even if you're like using it to edit things stuff like that, if you're set up in a station where you're heads down or, editing, you're using your mouse or, an, or your or, or your touchpad. Yeah, or in yeah. uh for, or Final Cut for example, like they have all these little things you can do in Final Cut. Not one time have I 
ever done that. But you also, you end up going to an extended monitor a lot of times to edit. Which a or, lot of people or do. Or <laughs> a lot of people are going to just go, maybe they, they did some work on the road on a MacBook, and, but then they're going to sit down at their big, powerful iMac yeah, or their that's Mac Pro that has a separate keyboard that so then doesn't you, have so that So then thing, you're so. telling me I got to learn this thing for this thing whenever I'm doing it on the Mac, yeah, MacBook, but then I got to learn a yeah, separate so poorly, set of commands. It was poorly thought out. I'm like, come on. It's a but give it it's to a, Apple because gimmick, that's, yeah. not, that's not their normal stick either to yeah, it's weird. I think they maybe thought it would be something like that, that, that it, yeah. that it, that it. I don't know. I don't know what their deal was. Just put the dang function keys up there. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Just Anywho. learn. Realize your your users will learn shortcuts if they need them. Yeah, they just, they I mean, it, and again, your hands are on the keyboard and on your trackpad when you're working on a laptop, and so to then have to reach up onto this. I mean, even function keys are easier to memorize where to click than right. this thing is. So, yeah. Speaking of shortcuts, and this isn't on our list, but it'll take one second. So, And, I and you're think, done. One I, second. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't think, I can't remember if you knew either. We realized last week that you can create shortcuts for extensions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally what? had no idea. Yeah, you can go yeah. and customize. It's been around since like 2013. <laughs> yeah. But you can customize keyboard shortcuts to launch particular right. extension stuff. Yeah. So no like idea. if if you're if you're doing a lot of business meeting stuff, whatever, and you need to launch the Zoom or, or no, because Zoom's an app, it won't work. It's only extensions. It's not yes. apps. But let's say you're doing a lot of screen recording, you can launch right. Loom. Yep. Uh, we have different uh, link shorteners and stuff that we use for the website. You can launch those link shorteners. You can just assign your own your own extension, and some of them work in Chrome, some of them work globally. It's I keep meaning to look. Was there a save to pocket one for that the pocket extension? I don't know. I I'd like that. Don't know. That would be dope. Yep. There probably should See be. See an article and just boom, yep. save to pocket. Yep. Be a nice little, like, nice little shortcut. So, so I think that's all that we had on dual screens. Is there anything else yeah. on dual screens? That's no, pretty much that's it, right? It. Yep. Um, which one do we want to talk about next? A HDR or QLED? Uh, let's do QLED because that came up next. Yeah. Um, so this one was. I stumbled upon this in the repositories yesterday morning. Uh, I was doing some extra research on Night Fury because it's just Sweet one of those. Sweet name. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's one of those Chromebooks that we've just not really been sure what it is uh, exactly because it's made by Samsung. Um, it we I think Gabe found it right after we got back from CES. So we'd just seen the Galaxy Chromebook, and it's like, oh, here's another hatch base, so 10th gen Comet Lake intel chromebook from samsung and it's clear it's from samsung jong pil jun i think his last name yeah uh is all over kohaku he's at samsung you know like and he's all over this device it's very clear this is a samsung device uh, really good internals high-end stuff for the most part and so it's just super confusing we still don't know exactly what what their target is with this particular device but uh, in one of the commits, digging in, I kept seeing stuff where they were talking about changing something for the display. Yeah. I add this for display, add this for display. So I'm like, I'm hoping I can find a file that just tells me what the display is. So I can at least say, hey, this, this Samsung Chromebook's going to have a 1080p or it's going to have a 1440 or it's going to have a whatever. And so um, ended up coming across a file where it said, hey, skew, add SKU2, uh, a different SKU of Night Fury, and then this SKU2 add support for QLED. Um, so, which that led me on a whole research thing of what QLED actually is. So, uh, at CE, not this last CES, but the one before Samsung launched its first line of QLED screens. And to be honest with you, Samsung has done OLED for so long. I just kind of expected that QLED was some sort of play on. I mean, it looks almost just like OLED, OLED, QLED. Like it's like it's even an O-shaped 
you know character at the beginning there. I figured it was just there when it was quantum dot whatever. It's a marketing blah blah blah. You know this is just how they're gonna do their own new different version of OLED or something. So that's honestly I walked away from CES and have seen it in Best Buys and just assume that's it's just a different type of OLED whatever. Uh, and they look great. They always look great. Mm-hmm. Um, and LG has QLED, uh, so they've they've licensed QLED to other other people as well. And so when I saw that, I was like, "Cool." Um, I'm not sure what to make of this because I don't know how Samsung is going to slot a another 10th gen Chromebook with a different screen that maybe is better. Turns out it's not necessarily better. Um, actually, OLED screens I think are still considered superior to QLED for most things. Um, QLED is not uh, an OLED. It's not organic light-emitting diode. It's quantum light-emitting diode. Um, And so what that ends up meaning is it's still an LCD screen. So it's an LCD panel like most TVs you look at, most laptop screens, phones up until a couple years ago, most iPhones still. Um, Those are LCD panels. Nothing wrong with them, but they don't have the contrast and punchy colors that an OLED does, mainly because OLED lights each pixel individually uh, each pixel is self-emitting as uh, how it is termed and because of that um, those pixels can turn off so when you need a black color that pixel literally turns itself off as black as the screen is when it's turned off uh, what that results in is much higher contrast ratio um, and so you get uh, the, the nice white whites and black blacks and so everything in between there you just it's, it's punchier looking I mean most people now, especially with Android phones, most flagship Android phones have OLED screens of some sort on them. So most people are used to seeing that on a phone. And up until just about a year ago, we didn't even get OLED screens on TVs more than 55 inches large because it's cost prohibitive. You can get them now, but you're going to pay through the nose for it. And in prep want, for the you article... Want, you want a $20,000 yeah, TV? seriously. Yeah. I mean, go to Best Buy right now and queue up a 75-plus inch OLED as your selectors and look at your prices. Uh, most of them aren't even in stock because I don't think most stores probably want to sell, attempt to sell a TV at that price. And so, QLED, can you imagine hauling that thing out on one no. of those rickety, uh, one of those rickety carts, <laughs> trying to put it in the back of somebody's Corolla? I mean, can you imagine just for a second wheeling out a television <laughs> that costs as much as a car? Yeah, like what? I, I, I don't even we know. We go put this in the back of my suburban. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, pretty my, sure you have that delivered just to make make it feel like it was worth. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to spend that much money on a TV, you come probably with the, the yeah. home down payment you just bought paid for a television. Yeah. Wow. So uh, it's cost prohibitive. The same size QLED panels, for instance. That uh, so QLED they basically have shrunk the the lighting, the backlighting on the LCD to be very small, so that they can they can light dynamically light uh, parts of the screen. Um, and, and give you a lot of contrast still. It's not as good a contrast as what you'll get on OLED. It's much brighter. Uh, the, the brightness ratio is much higher, so it's easier to pull off HDR content on these right. screens. But it's mainly about cost. It's OLED is cost prohibitive, and, and QLED is lower cost. So queue up those same TVs we were just talking about from Best Buy, flip it from AMOLED to QLED, and those prices drop to two to $4,000. Right. And so, I mean, you see clearly... This is an excellent screen. It's a huge upgrade to standard LCD. It's just not It's not OLED, uh, but OLED's expensive. And so we're not really sure exactly how Samsung's going to position this. They do have, it was interesting that morning before I saw it, and it's the reason I started digging around for Night Fury anyway that day, 
I saw an ad for the the Flex Flex Book and Flex, Flex Book Alpha. Is that what yeah. it is? Flex mm-hmm. Book? Yeah, Flex Galaxy Flex Book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and so it's basically the Galaxy Chromebook in a yeah, we saw Galaxy Book Flex. There Gal- you go. That's oh right. yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Like, that didn't feel right. Um, and and we saw both of these out at CES too. They had them with the Galaxy Chromebook, and so uh, they were clearly, especially the blue one, uh, the Galaxy Book Flex, the standard one. <laughs> The blue one felt a little less pristine than the Chromebook because I remember specifically thinking, huh, they're launching a Windows device that feels less like top-notch than the Chromebook. That's really strange. Um, it's a little bit thicker. Um, and so, But same design. Same, same, same design cues, just not quite as, like, I don't know, refined looking as the, the Galaxy Chromebook. Yeah. And so my thought at this point right now is that if Samsung's going to do that, they still, they want to push QLED all the time. Like that's their, it's their bread and butter right now. It's, it's their display tech that they have plastered everywhere and, and they want people to know about it. So it would make sense to launch a Chromebook and be able to say, Oh, this Chromebook has QLED, you know, Samsung's QLED stuff. And then we came across, we're going to talk about HDR in just a minute. That's come up, but QLED slots itself much easier to deal with HDR content. Like it's because of its brightness, it can get much brighter than OLED can. Um, and so I, I'm not sure if they're going to do a more affordable galaxy Chromebook. Um, the one of the, the flex comes, <clears throat> the galaxy book flex comes in a 15.6 inch. Maybe they're going to do a bigger version there. Uh, with a QLED screen, uh, maybe they're going to do another Galaxy or a Samsung Chromebook Plus. So an update. We haven't had so one of those sick. in two years, and so you know another 12, 13, 14 inch device that has a QLED screen instead of OLED. So it's still great, still awesome Samsung quality, but not quite the Galaxy Chromebook. Um, and if it's thicker chassis, maybe they'll put it a bigger battery. And apparently, the OLED at higher brightness is part of the reason the the Galaxy Chromebook just gets smashed in battery life. So you fix some of those things and still have a screen that's probably going to be better than 95% of other Chromebooks. So yeah. I, I'm still not sure. I still don't know for sure what exactly they're doing uh, with this device, um, where they're going to slot it, how they're going to market it, yada, yada, yada. But if HDR is part of that equation, then you know what we're seeing with HDR stuff points to you know fall. Uh, Gal- Galaxy Chromebook Plus. I feel like they couldn't do that. <laughs> that, sounds that sounds weird. Like it makes it better. sound like it's better, yeah. yeah. I don't think they can do that. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe and they do Alpha, yeah, like or they, they can do Flex. Galaxy Chromebook Flex. That would be kind of cool. Because Flex, for, why does Flex sound like a tear down for some reason? I don't, maybe because of Flex that's 5. weird. Because <laughs> yeah, that's but Lenovo has some high end Flex stuff too in the <laughs> Windows true. line. So I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Knows. It'll be it'll be interesting to watch and see how they how they end up marketing it. But <clears throat> like in the article, I mean, this could, like you said, I mean, this could be fall potentially. If certain things line up, it's been in development long enough, and it's kind of sort of based on Kohaku, definitely a hatch-based Chromebook, and obviously those are dropping left and right, so it it would not be an issue for them to have it out in the fall. No, so. because the board and all that stuff, there's nothing to do there. It's just the, the monitor and then you know reworking because of the fans. Is that there's, there's not that much to do. Yeah, so there's going to be fans on it too, um, so that's a differentiator, obviously, from the Galaxy Chromebook, so that's why I like those thicker flex and i don't think we've written that and putting that out on the website yet but that's the only other thing we really know about this chromebook sure. at this point so i don't know uh we're we're definitely it's it's got me re-interested in in keeping up with night fury because i haven't seen a lot of stuff on night fury over the past few months Nothing that it made me go like ooh, ooh, look at this and so it's cool to find something we should on make it. uh we should make trading cards uh that are chromebook names and they have uh you know ridiculous animated uh 
you know, that's designs, actually a brilliant idea. Designs Chromebook for trading cards. Chromebook trading cards. What do you? Uh, I was Draw a door. I got a CR forty eight. Just it could be a little collectible thing. Be limited awesome. edition. We're gonna do a limited edition deck of trading cards. Don't you put us on the hook for that? We, we might trademarked do a limited that idea, edition. By the way, yeah, yeah just, did, just did. I just did. I did it. I just read it. I just did it. I just got trademark. a hold of our trademark lawyer. <laughs> So don't All right. You, don't anybody else go out and yeah. do that. So I guess we can talk about HDR now. Yeah. Let's talk HDR. Let's talk HDR. So that went out. What is for those that don't know? Explain HDR. Uh, for those that don't understand or know what it is, HDR high dynamic range is all it stands for. But I guarantee you've used it in your yep. in your smartphone very likely. Yep. Um, if you've got one, oh geez, uh, at least for the past four to five years, uh, iPhones have been using HDR. high dynamic range capture. Um, I think Google probably perfected it. Yeah. Um, oh, for and sure. then everyone is copying off of that and trying to do it as best as they can from that. But in some way, shape or form, your camera does not just take a still image and give it to you. It gives you anywhere from five to 20 captures instantaneously at all these different exposure levels and then mushes and them all together. Them all. Um, you'll notice this uh, poorly done HDR. You'll get a, almost like a ghosting around objects mm -hmm. sometimes because uh, the with, exposure was right, messed the exposure up is blown out. Some of that stuff comes around like a halo effect on people and it didn't do a good job of cutting that out or choosing not to expose that part of the frame or whatever. But it, it vastly improves photography. It vastly improves video. Um, I've seen HDR on an HDR television uh, a few times um, and it, it, it does. It, it makes a difference. I think, um, my, I think my TV has it because it I, probably does. I remember... Um, there was some HDR content on uh, play movies, like on uh, yeah. one of our movies that that I had was uh, HDR. I don't know that I noticed it a whole lot, but my my TV's a pretty good panel, so I think the yeah, 4K I mean, stuff that I watch normally, like I don't know. Yeah, you I probably, probably didn't pay attention that closely. It's more about just like <laughs> getting more details in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, and your your television not crushing shadows down too much. Uh, getting more detail there, and then uh, having the high parts not blown out, and just it's just higher it, it, dynamic range. It, 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 it levels is what it, says. it levels everything out, kind yeah. of. You yeah. know, the darks are darker, and the lights are not blown out. Right. <laughs> you and know. So, like, and, and with that, I mean, you get. Uh, I don't know. You just see some details that you don't. You might not normally see. Now, I think the the example I was looking at was like at, at a Best Buy or something. So right. they were probably showing a clip that was like. For, yeah. This this is one of those problematic Here's before clips. and after, yeah. yeah. Um, but it does make a difference, and it's a it's a cool feature, and it's it's something that you know eventually over time, I think a lot of displays will just have HDR. You know, there's multiple levels of it. There's HDR 400, 600, yeah. and a thousand, and higher the number goes, the more dynamic that range becomes. But any amount of it, I think like the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook is capable of HDR 400, I believe. Uh, so this QLED screen likely could be something more like around a 600. Um, and the cooler part of all of this, honestly, is the fact that, A, uh, Kevin Tofel over at uh, About Chromebooks found some internal documents where they're working on this. And they're working on it to have, they were going to launch it in 85, uh, get it out from behind the flag and have it as a selectable feature in 85. They've pushed that to 86. So we're talking um, September, October mm -hmm. uh, kind of time frame. And... Ultimately, if they're they're doing it in those documents, they they clearly say like we have new hardware coming that's going to be HDR compliant. We need to make sure that we're ready to deliver HDR content, you know, to those to those panels. So because there's there's nothing 
There's, really, there's, there's just the same song right now. Right, the same song's uh, the only one. And so, yeah, to for them to be saying that, like, that's the exciting part to me. Like, HDR is cool, and it'll be neat when it gets here, and some people will like it, and whatever. You know, what it really points to is that, like, to get those higher level HDR panels, they have to be brighter. Um, so HDR 600, I think, requires a 600 plus nit screen to even pull off. Like, you've got to have it bright enough to get dark enough, and yada right. yada. So that's the more important thing to me is that. Getting HDR 400, 600, 1000, like those those levels of HDR also force you to have certain spectrum of yeah. color gamut. Yeah. Color spaces have to be up to just snuff. Just better quality. Just better displays. Yeah, better like, quality display. So you can geek out about HDR if you want to. I even just, I just linked Kevin's articles. He kind of went more depth. I'm like, that, yeah. that's great. I just want to look at my Chromebook and go, my display man, is bright. That's pretty. Snappy. Because great I'll, viewing angles and the color is awesome. I'll be honest; that's part of what brings me back to this yeah, 713 yeah. Chromebook, and yeah. it's not HDR and blah blah blah, but it's sharp, it's bright, it's colorful. I like looking yeah, at cause it. Yeah, because the the book, the Galaxy Book, it's is it it's 100, percent isn't it? The which the, one? The, the uh, Galaxy Book Flex, Flex thing. Yeah, yeah. Because so, uh, yeah, they made a big QLED is I think part that's part of QLED's thing. Yeah, it's like they made a big HDR deal about the 436 awesome. being what like 86 something per, or was it i want to say it's 100 is it 100 percent? and the but the uh like the uh the uh um, um, galaxy chromebook is more than 100 percent adobe rgb and right. like it covers more of the gambit than is it i don't even know how that works with color space like you have all the colors and, and more extra. colors that we don't even know what they are we your can't, eyes can't even you can't register it. I think that's what it is. Quite true, yeah. honestly. I mean, I think it's just more than your the the visual spectrum is uh, whatever. But and so that yeah, it, it's they're covering that base obviously with uh, the the Galaxy Chromebook. My thought is probably part of the HDR limitations there is that the screen might not get bright enough to handle it because uh, OLED just doesn't have the ability. OLED does not get as bright uh, as as QLED does. Like QLED, how many how just, many how many nits is that four hundred? Oh, I'm no, pretty no, sure. That's more, is Somebody more? said they measured it at 750, but what? we never. Which one? The Galaxy. Galaxy. We never got no. close to that. I think we I, we, we pulled like, like a 475. I was like mid fours is what I thought we were getting. It's bright. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it can get really nice and bright, but like soaking this this Acer C720 or C720. Jeez. C720. Wow. That, Old school. I went, what are you, you talking about? You got 713. You got 720 at home still? Why is that? There? Why is that oh, floating yeah. around in your brain? Who knows? Must have looked over at it subconsciously. Yeah, I saw it earlier. Apparently, uh, yeah, we got one on the shelf over there. By the way, I found it in the basement. How old is that? That's that was my second Chromebook. I was gonna say that's got to be uh, four years, twenty five years, twenty twelve, I think twenty thirteen. Oh gosh, 20, so seven years. I don't know. When did we start? Well, <laughs> we've we've gone back and said, here's when the Chromebook channel yeah, started. 13, uh, I think, I think it's twenty thirteen. So it was. I, I got that HP. I sh- the, the month later, I got the the Acer C720, yeah. that one, right there. That dude. Yep. Um, anyway, good, good so, little device. It is very yeah. sturdy, especially for an old Chromebook. <laughs> it is sturdy. Usually they're, <laughs> it's a they're good flimsy. Way, it's and a good way crampy. to describe it. It's um, a sturdy little. My mother in law just moved off of hers really? uh, recently, and that that thing had taken a beating, but still, yeah, and it lived up to it. So anyway, so yeah. Um, all the stuff about HDR, yeah. cool, just better the details screens. are neat, but yes, yeah, it means that. that and it's not just like, well, better screens one day. Like, they're planning this release to try to get this out so that we can take advantage of this on hardware, which tells me there's probably more hardware coming. coming this fall, yeah. which is another big deal because, honestly, last fall, if you all remember, 
We didn't have much. No, it was everything got really, pushed to to spring. Basically, kind of weird. Uh, yeah, we were expecting like, oh man, all these hatch Chromebooks are going to come. We kept saying like, it. Remember, like, I gosh, I remember on this podcast we kept talking about it. it was People like, were we probably like, coming. these guys are freaking liars. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it was a coordinated effort. I think the. I think it was part of yeah. that whole thing. Hey, everything feels behind. Like Chrome OS updates were lagging. I think it just it was a weird little spot that they needed to kind of get to another phase of Chromebook releases, yep, and it, it exactly. just made sense to wait till CES. And so we we ended up having a fall and a Christmas and holiday season where it was all about older Chromebooks all right. just being on sale, really. Um, Which I, was cool. I mean, they're still good devices, but they were they're nothing like. But this year, uh, this year it's just like every time we turn around, there's another one. Just nope, oh, here's a new thing a new coming one. out. Here's and, a new one. And I think that because the ones coming out aren't going to try to be the next generation of Chromebooks, we still haven't we have, still haven't like tapped the potential of Hatch yet. We're not even close. So we're going to see all those like it's taken a year now instead of all the new Chromebooks came out in one month. Like it's going to take a twelve month cycle to to get all of these devices out so that we can kind of clear the way for next year to start this cycle again i think like we'll start seeing the tiger lake stuff yeah. sometime early spring and it will just trickle out all what's the year what's long. the is there a baseboard that we're tracking that's the new like new version like that's oh, the Lord hatch? Have mercy yeah if you go to those new the what's new the, chromebook it's tiger lake voltier okay voltier yeah. yeah you just the, said volt that's what i was thinking of so the, the chipset is 11th gen tiger lake it's a 10 nanometer um there's not a whole lot of new like stat stuff that goes with this one like Hatch was a whole different thing, and maybe that's the delay too with Hatch. Is that you added Bluetooth five, you added so Wi-Fi new six, things. you know, sure. you added all these different things that were have to be dealt with with Chrome yeah. OS. Like Tiger Lake's not going to change that much. No, not, not really. Um, the graphics will be a massive. Yeah, upgrade. that's going to be the big thing because you've got the what, what XE, are they called? X, XE, XE graphics. Yeah. Uh, so the integrated graphics chipset is. Real legit. Yeah, because um, Comet Lake still uses the UHD, which is hopefully that'll be the end of UHD. They're not bad, but I mean they're yeah, they're not good either. The XC11 is supposed to kind of draw. It's gonna be the closest thing to discrete GPU we've ever seen on a on the chip. chip. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Gonna be like that. We we posted. Um, Somebody that's working internally on Tiger Lake chip. Remember, he posted on Twitter. He's like, "Ah, oh, one of the perks of the job. I'm getting to to test this yeah. device. It was a Windows device, but it's all he had, and it was a Core i5 or Core i7 Tiger Lake chip with that integrated new integrated XE graphic uh, chip. And and he was running um, Battleground Four, I think it yeah. was. And you know, 30 frames a second at high settings. With, I mean, it's like the looking at the video, I'm like, holy crap. And I know there are gamers out there to be like, whatever. Um, and a ton of people commented under there, hey, AMD's chips with their integrated graphics have already been doing this. Fair. Right. We, we don't have those on Chromebooks. We're waiting for them. Right. All the Zork chips will have. And, he, and even that, then, the know. Picasso, that, that, that architecture they're using is good enough to run that stuff, but I don't think it's it's not AMD's latest and greatest GPU setup. No, so we're not going to get we're not going to get the latest thing yeah, from AMD. XC11, I or I think it's XC11. Is that what it's I called? Think that's X, what it it is. might just be XC. I don't know. It's it's that new architecture. It has a name. I can't remember what it is. This is going to be because I don't think discrete GPUs will ever be prevalent on Chromebooks. No, probably the, not. This GPU ar- architecture on these new chips will be what brings 
real powerful Linux apps to Chromebooks. I think yep. this will be, you will start seeing actual people doing video editing because you can install video editors like Linux based video editors on Chrome OS. They don't run well. They just no, don't they have just the don't graphics. Have, yeah. You don't have any yeah. GPU in them. And like you said, we'll, we'll see some Chromebooks with it. I just don't think it's going to be a normal thing, but that's not the case on, in, on laptops either. Like windows laptops, you don't right. see the majority of them don't come with a discrete graphics card. This steps in the middle so that it's not such a big gap between I have a graphics card or I don't. And then there's this huge gap between that. Like that gap narrows a lot uh, for general stuff. Like, again, you're not going to be playing AAA games at highest settings on 120 frames per second. But you're going to be able to do some pretty good stuff. And my hope is that as, as there's a, a decent graphics here, you know, that's going to be a part of Chrome OS for a little while that Android app developers will also look at this and be like, cool, here's here's what we're going to aim at. We've been waiting for this to come out to really leverage the GPU because there are just some games on, on Android that can run just fine yeah. on a Chromebook. Even if you're going to force me to use the touchscreen, PUBG is, is a perfect example, or Call of Duty Mobile, they would run fine. Force me to use the touchscreen if you want to keep it playing field level, fine. They'll run, just use the use the GPU in the thing. You know, it needs the GPU to, to function here. And clearly developers have just not done that. Maybe, you know, having uh, uh, XE graphics on stuff across a wide swath of Chromebooks Encourage might be a, to, yeah. a, you know, hey, this is good enough. Write your stuff for this GPU. It's it's worth it's worth considering. And from what I can tell, it is just XE graphics. That's what it looks like according to this article. Yeah, I was trying to remember what the architecture is called. Oh, I don't know about that. Don't know about that. Yeah. So, yeah, all the tech, all the cool stuff going on behind the scenes just means hopefully more Chromebooks. Yeah, <laughs> better Chromebooks. Yeah, better, better Chromebooks. screens. Well, we yeah. know more Chromebooks are coming, just better Chromebooks. Yeah, and, and it, it's just awesome to keep seeing the, the diversity show up. The uh, evolution of it, you know. Yeah, because there's always going to be room for mid-range Chromebooks, and that's kind of the trend right now uh, at this point in 2020. You know, we just reviewed the, the 713, the Spin 713, to get this Chromebook at this point in the Chromebook history for an MSRP of 630 bucks is just crazy uh, to get the flex five and all of it offers for $409 without needing deals. And we're seeing deals, not the flex five, not so much. I don't think we'll ever see aggressive deals. It's that the no, it's margins all, it's are too, too cheap. narrow. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But that we've already seen a hundred bucks off on the spin. So to be in the $500 range and getting, all oh, that it's insane i mean it's insane to think three years ago or two and a half years ago that you know this this device easily would have been over a thousand dollars easily i mean nvme storage core i5 latest gen processor eight gigs of ram high res bright display three by two you know convertible form factor usi like all that stuff there's no way this would have been less than a thousand bucks and now it's you know you can grab it on sale at best buy for 500 and change and get crazy. a and get some headphones right. if you're a student. Like it's crazy. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, we're seeing that segment crazy. really like come into its own. And so what that tells me is that 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 higher end segment is is going to be a little more free to be like, cool. We're really well, going to throw gonna, some bells and whistles. Yeah, we're going to experiment with some some crazy stuff. Why not? Why I mean, not? Yeah, because th- let the majority of people buy in that same price range. They're going to get great Chromebook experiences now in that price range, and you can really kind of flex a little bit in that nine hundred to a thousand dollar range and. And deliver some pretty cool stuff. Like, yeah. you know, the Galaxy Chromebook is one of those. It, it's still just a beautiful and fantastic device. It's 
it's a shame about its battery life, uh, what's going on with it, because it's so hard to recommend because of that one thing. But it's yeah. it's too core to the experience to to not you know say something to, about it. I they just, need to get back to us on an, on a fix. Yeah, we're waiting. I got an email, and not not promising right now. So yeah, still waiting on a, an official like fix fix. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't know that it's coming. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been so. A, been a while yeah so <laughs> feels I, like i wouldn't buy it on the hopes that no. it's just gonna yeah, magically don't get do fixed that. Uh, if you're if, plugged in all the time yep if you're plugged in or you don't care to carry a battery pack around with you yeah it's uh, great go for it it's great uh but hopefully the next it's an amazing device the next line of high-end chromebooks will yeah, obviously take these out. things into consideration yeah so let's talk one other quick thing before we wrap up here and that is uh still a screen we're still on displays yeah man screens still, still talking displays uh, but let's talk about Netflix finally coming to, is it, is it all smart displays nope. or is it only it the Nest, Nest Hub Nest Max? Nest Hub and Nest Hub Max yeah. only, which huh. is a weird move. It course. is, but it's clearly something that was bartered between Netflix and Google because they, they made a big blog post about it. And it's funny because they just ranted about it a couple of months ago when uh, Xfinity added it to their app, but uh, they've never made any clear reasoning why they weren't doing it i know nine to five had reached out and netflix said that they had no plans to support smart displays or they couldn't comment on it or whatever uh but google clearly has worked directly with them because you have gesture control uh with the nest hub max but it is in the blog post they don't say you know coming soon to other displays this looks like a google for now at least i'm and sure eventually that'll change but it is google exclusive and it's a yeah there's there's some sort of deal that they've worked out because um you have your daily deals going on right now, and the the deal that was out a couple days ago uh, was the Nest Hub Max, and it even said like now with Netflix, like a real big logo. Yeah, right down at one the bottom, of the yeah you know? uh, the Fred Armisen video from the yesterday's deal was him watching the yeah. great, the Great Baking Challenge right. on Netflix. So this is something that's been in the works for a while because yeah, I'm they, sure those videos were recorded. Oh, no, sure, no telling how long ago. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had always thought it was odd anyway, because if you remember when they launched the, was it the Pixel Book? They made a big deal about Netflix. Yeah. Oh, book? yeah, uh, that's yeah. true. So they talked about Pixelbook. watching Netflix and watching, you know, yeah. watching downloading content and all Offline that stuff. stuff so obviously that. Google has worked closely with Netflix. I was shocked that this wasn't something that just happened when the Nest Hubs came out to begin with. But who knows? I, uh... We we need to get a Nest Hub Max. Why don't we have one? We need to get no, one. We, we've, we've said no one we knows. we there said we need times, to go get one. Yeah, from Google where they were like, ah, we'll look and see, and then they didn't didn't have any reviews. Just go it, buy so one. We just need to go get one. Um, I don't have one of those. I I think we all have the Nest Hubs. Yeah, I've got two Nest Hubs. So the Nest Hub is in my kitchen, very prominently spaced. It's probably my number one used smart device that I sure. have. Yeah, uh, and. I don't know that I'm going to watch Netflix on it. <laughs> the Max? It's too small. The Max, the Max will be great. It? It's 10, 10 inches. inches. It's yeah, going to be like 10. watching it on an iPad. And That'll be the, sick. The speakers are supposed to be really good. Like mm. I'm almost ashamed are, to say that I've, I've, I don't think I've messed with the Nest Home Max at all. Like, nothing. I don't, I don't know have, that we've... Have we seen it anywhere? I it guess would have been at one of the Google events that we were at, but we, you know, we were probably on time crunches all the time. Pay, and so, probably didn't pay attention. Yeah, and it launched by itself. Like, it didn't launch at one of those like events. the gesture controls are really cool. Yeah. Uh, duo face, calling. It can it can recognize your face when you walk give up you and your give you your stuff. stuff. Yeah. Like, all that stuff we haven't. And I, it's a security camera, basically. So, yeah. I mean, that's cool. We so just need to have one in the office. Yep. We need to go get one. We'll and, call it, uh, we'll call it, 
yeah, our security camera office supplies. Max Pence. Max 2. <laughs> yeah, what we are we going to do? Max We've got two. Max already. No, we still play music on Max. Yeah. I mean, come on. Apparently, the speakers on this thing are amazing, Legit. though. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the speakers on the Nest Hub are pretty good. Yeah, they're not bad. A they're, lot of times... I like a little more bass from it, but... I would, too, but I have mine set up in the corner underneath my cabinet. So you get a little and bit so of And so I get a little bit of reverber- reverberation. Rever- yeah. Reverberation. Uh, we've been talking too long. Uh, yeah. So, so it, uh, it actually sounds really good, and that, that's what, in the morning, I have a routine when I wake up that cues up the news and stuff on that speaker, and then it goes to, like, a playlist... And so I have music just playing on that all morning normally, and it sounds, I mean, it sounds pretty good. It, uh, we need to get the new one. We need to test out this Netflix stuff. I haven't even tried it yet. I need to try it, I guess. I just cast <laughs> to it the other day just because I think Gabe got home and yours Mine wasn't was doing working, it. So I brought I, it up and I cast it to it. I'm like, cool, there it is. Yeah, it works. <laughs> but y'all, I'm like, <laughs> I need to write that up. Mine literally, I just had to reboot my, my hub and it was To get fine. the update it just or whatever. Wasn't yeah. showing. But yeah, I'm with you. Like on the regular Nest Hub, I'm little, no, I'm not gonna watch Netflix even, on that. Even, even sometimes tr- for me, like the re- recipes are, are good, but any other sort of like content, content stuff is weird. It's yeah, great it's for it's great for like being able to see your schedule, being able to see the weather, like those things where it's nice big cards that they've made. Like that stuff. Recipes are great. Uh, but any sort of other content on that is is kind of weird because it's just yeah. it's I too think, small. But I think the Hub Max overall is probably going to be a far better, the, the more deal, useful device. <laughs> the, the deal that I wrote up the other day was a two pack of those things. <laughs> if you want, yeah, you know, you get seventy bucks off if you buy two of these: uh, Google Wi-Fi and uh, Pixelbook. Yeah. Seventy bucks off. Go get it. Like, like, I mean, seriously, it's about what they're doing. They were kind of, they, they were kind of, they were kind of scraping the bottom to come up the with videos some deals. Fun, yeah. The, the videos, videos are really are fun. fun. Today's the, was great. You got to go watch it. It's uh, it's pretty good. So. The one that I the 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 rem, it's like a reminder thing. I even wrote in my article. I was like, seems like a pretty expensive solution to a very small problem. It's like, <laughs> what day is it? You know. Uh, but his video with that one was relatable because I. Am often forgetting what day it is, especially during quarantine times. Yeah, even in the before times, I still forgot. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I don't, I don't think it's just quarantine. No, when you work for yourself and it things just kind of blend together. I don't know what day it is most of the time. Anywho, folks, I think that's it. Do we have anything else to talk about with screens? Or is no, that all? No the screens? more screens. It's no all more, the screens. No more screens. We don't have any more screens to talk about. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, uh, we are going to link everything. We will make sure to link all of our. Can we can we link to just a category or something that will give them all of the the Chrome eighty four articles we've written, or should we link all of them? I like it. There's only like know. three total. Or three we'll or put four. them down in there. Yeah, and we'll link some of this other stuff, and then keep your eyes out. We'll go go enter to win our Logitech giveaway. But also keep your eyes out for this duet giveaway that we're doing. We're tying it to our back to school campaign, so it will be labeled something like that. But make sure to check it out because we're going to be giving away a 128. Is it? Is it it's eight gig. They're both eight gig. No, four. Four, four. gig. Yep. So four gig, 128. Four 128. And should have made it six. <laughs> that would have been cool. But anyway, I'm sure, Lenovo's like, do you see the price tag? Exactly. Come on, dude. You should have made it, it six. It doesn't need six. It's fine. Don't solder it to the board, and I will. Yeah. <laughs> so go check that out. Just keep your eyes peeled. We'll probably... I'm going to try to edit that uh, down, get it posted probably tomorrow. So that'll be the 24th. 
that'll kind of correspond nicely with the end of our Logitech giveaway also. So stay tuned, check out the website, go enter to win that giveaway. Brand new, sealed in the box. Again, thanks to Lenovo for sending that over. But thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We will catch you all next week. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.